0: I have decided recently that I must join... You can start now. I know, I know, I know. I've, started. I've decided that I must join the, the world of, of of transport. I have to join the world of people that are able to power themselves along their routes. And although I walk, I'm happy to walk, I run, I enjoy running as a recreational activity, and I ride public transport for the most part, but I just need that independence from those systems.
1: So you're getting a Segway?
0: No, but close. Sinclair C5. Thinking... No. Again, you're thinking of motorised. Wow. Now, consider this: two-wheeled vehicle, most convenient ever made, perfect for travelling. What would you get?
1: Uh, oh, one of those fake hoverboard things. Incorrect.
0: Penny farthing. Penny and farthing. That's what I'm doing.
1: Yeah. There's a guy around here who owns one. <coughs> this guy. No, no. There's a guy around here. There's another guy
0: who owns a penny farthing.
1: Have you not seen him?
0: Well, because I bought a penny farthing, think I'm going to be the like the talk of the town. No, no, a there's a guy, hat.
1: he's always... There's, there's at least two of them going around riding Penny farthings. There's two
0: on. other guys with Penny farthings yeah. in this area. Yeah, <clears throat> Okay, well, maybe they're time travellers as well, because yeah. I could not find one in this time period I'll get for in love nor money. money. I'll get you in touch with him. No, it's no, all right. You know, back find to your Victorian penny times, and I brought Penny, penny Farving over. You'll notice excess amounts of skin, because time travel is dictated by Terminator rules still. No. So I had to get my skin... Stretch it around the penny farthing to get it back to our to our period of time. Okay. But I got it back. Do you want to know where I put the handle? Do you pass? know what you could have done?
1: What? Put the penny farthing in a safe place and then just collected it.
0: No, because rust. It'd be fine. No, rust. You just an so,
1: airtight room.
0: Where am I going to find an airtight room in Victorian England?
1: Treat the metal. Oxidise it.
0: <laughs> I'm afraid those tools weren't available back in that day. <sighs> I mean I could have inserted the tools inside my skin, but God knows what would happen then.. No, dear. So I took the uh, took the non-Seth Brundle approach to the whole situation and I just you know put it into pieces, checked in my body, brought it back from the past.
1: Well, if that's what you want to do eh, it's yeah. not
0: what I want to do it's what I did, and I'm I did it in the name pen. of being an individual. time machine did cost a little bit of money, but I feel like the investment is going to pay off in the future. You are you googling penny farvings? Um
1: it's forty five ninety nine for a penny farving from art.co.uk.
0: Yeah, is that a full size penny farving? Um
1: there's one on here, penny farving fifty two inch, it's nine hundred and ninety five pounds on eBay.
0: Fifty two inch? That's not mm. quite the size I'm going for. I wanted seventy two or above. Any on that?
1: There's one that's a cuff link, but because of the cufflink, it kinda looks like the penny farving's got a dick coming out the front of it.
0: Again, not really what I was looking for, but I'm intrigued by the dick coming out of it. Tell mm. me more about this dick.
1: But I think you should just go for this penny farthing bicycle. That's forty five pound ninety
0: nine. what size is the wheel, though, <clears throat> Ant? That's the important thing because I need it to be big as possible.
1: Oh, it's a print of a penny farthing.
0: It's what a picture? Welcome to Crit Apocalypse, episode forty seven. Sure, why not? Is it forty seven?
1: Yeah, maybe.
0: Okay, whatever. Episode forty seven. My name's Matt. I'm here with Ant.
1: sorry alright
0: who uh, you heard naysaying my idea of a transportation that's far beyond the reaches of our own imagination and created hundreds of years ago.
1: Yeah, about £995, £995 for a Penny farthing. £995? they got one here that's black and yellow.
0: Look, now I have a time machine and a Penny farming, so mm. joke's on them. I may have excess skin and I may have punctured a kidney, but I've got plenty of years left in me because my body will heal up.
1: Hmm. Time travel's impossible. But...
0: Well, the rift in time might not heal up, but... By wounds Will. Okay. Why is time travelling impossible, man? Uh, travelling
1: back in time is technically impossible. Travelling to the future is possible, theoretically. Because as you go faster and faster towards the speed of light, you actually move further forward in time than other people. So you can move forward in time, but you can't move backwards in time.
0: Ah, well, that's if you don't have an anchor point. Temporal no, Vortex uses an anchor point to return to the present day Thus, negating your argument.
1: You're talking some silly pseudoscience here. This is pseudoscience,
0: as if time travel isn't completely governed by pseudoscience.
1: I'm going to call Brian we to we'll sort this out. I'm going to get Professor. my invisible
0: jet, and I'm going to fly the opposite way around the Earth to whichever way Superman flew in the time when he didn't turn back time, and then I'll be, you know, laughing because I'll be back in time. And you're first this week. Yeah. How's that feel? Shocking. Really? Moist. <laughs> moist. Moist. In anticipation yeah. or otherwise? I don't know, just moist
1: in general. What's moist wrong with moist? In, like a slug. Yeah,
0: yeah. Gently lacquered up. Saw a
1: slug earlier. Yeah? Slugs are nice.
0: I would disagree.
1: Have you have stepped on one barefoot? Yeah,
0: it's gross. That's yeah. why I disagree. They go between yeah. your toes. They go yeah. right up in your toes.
1: Do you know snails will eat their shells if they get hungry? Really? Yeah, that's fucked up.
0: How much of that show would they eat before they, you know, have to... Turn
1: into a slug. (laughs) Anyway, my first review this week... um, Ghostbusters. Because I haven't done much this past week, two weeks. It's one of their issues. I'm going to review John Wick, which I finally got around to seeing after everyone else. Because everyone else watched it like five million years ago. The
0: famous story of the Jewish candlestick maker in uh, wartime Germany.
1: Yeah, John Wick, yes, yes. He invented the wick no no before that they used like he the... didn't invent the wick have you Gun not learned page? anything
0: from Jew studies
1: <laughs> Oh,
0: both of us go to the synagogue at the same time and you don't read the literature they give us John Wick was a man who gave secret messages to the army hidden in the wicks of candles because they were still allowed to export candles
1: but then what if you didn't know there's a message in there
0: well they wouldn't be given to just you know Tom, Dick and Henry they'd be given to fucking military people
1: Right. John Secret Wick German is a film about um Keanu Reeves and his dog and gets killed and his car gets stolen and then he murders a shitload of people. Um so yeah, it's 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 cool, isn't it? It's a cool fun film. I thought it's so. Good fun for the whole family. It does the whole up thing of giving you the first ten minutes of heartbreaking like tragedy and then and then it just goes effortlessly cool for two hours while he just beats the shit out of Loads of the criminal underworld. Yeah. See, you at the start, quite cleverly, because normally in, you know, with these films, he's a hitman, right? He used to be. And he got out. He, you know, met fell in love with some woman. Probably, I don't know, Rachel McAdams? Let's say her. Um, and <laughs> then, like... <coughs> he usually is in a Keanu Reeves film, isn't it? What, Rachel
0: McAdams? Yeah. <laughs> Only if Jason Statham's involved. Yeah.
1: But, um so, it doesn't tell you he's a hitman at first. It just does the whole, like, you know, his wife died. She left him a dog he's got this car he really likes. Now, I bet you in the original script it was just the car that got stolen. No. Uh, but they were like... I reckon originally it was just the symphony.
0: puppy and they were like, we need to somehow get this so that sociopaths. Oh, yeah, so the car, yeah. Yeah, yeah so the um,
1: cars. But yeah, he gets his car stolen and then this whole brilliant sequence of scenes happens where it's you sort of start to go, oh, this is probably a bad thing. Like, the first hint is when he speaks Russian to some guy who's clearly part of a crime group.
0: I love that bit, though. Yeah,
1: when he's just like, yeah, sort of back off bitch or something like that in Russian. Um, no, no, no,
0: he says to him, the car is not for sale, And Russian yeah, doesn't he? says, yeah. I'm really pleasant and just perfectly yeah. happy.
1: Um, but yeah, you get that whole sequence where they go to John Leguizamo to try and sell the car, and he tells them to get lost, and then the father, who's a crime lord, calls up John Leguizamo, and he's all like, so why wouldn't you do any business with my son? He says, your son stole John Wick's car and killed his dog, and there's just like that lovely pause of silence, and he's just like, oh.
0: No, 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 like, <laughs> do you know whose car this is? It's like, it doesn't fucking matter, I stole the car. It's like, do you know whose scene? car... Uh. You have stolen. It's uh, like does it yeah, fucking matter. That's just, that. That's later. Is it? Oh, it's great. And what about the phone call bit? Oh, when he
1: finds out his son stole in the car, um, and that was uh, what's his face from *Girl with the Dragon Tattoo* when he played uh, what's his face Daniel Craig, the one who played Daniel Craig in the Swedish. Did really? The, yeah, same guy. When he played what's his, I can't remember. His he name. Didn't have a beard in, He
0: didn't have a beard in there.
1: Yeah, believe it or not, he he can grow a beard.
0: But no, but I recognise him from other stuff because he's Boris, he Boris was, the Russian, isn't he? From uh, Snatch.
1: No, he was um, the villain. He's not Russian; he's Swedish. He was the villain in the Mission Impossible Four. Yeah,
0: but he is—he is also the Russian, Boris the Russian. No,
1: he would have been a lot younger back then in Snatch. He All only right. really became popular because of Girl with Dragon Tattoo. No, uh, um, uh, Michael Nyquist. Um, but anyway, yeah, it's, it's it's violent, lots of judo fighting and stuff, lots of. Uh, what well, they used to call Gun Carter when they tried to make out it was cool. Do you remember that when Christian Bale did that film where he does karate and shoots people? <laughs> um Equilibrium. That's the one. Do you know who's not got a very good equilibrium? Is Christian Bale. It's easily set off by people adjusting lights. Oh, good for you. <laughs> anyway. Um, Wait,
0: was that... Did you just try and make a stab at the only good fucking... <laughs> Um, the only good Batman we're ever going to have now. What? There's
1: been plenty of good Batmans. Batman's easy to play. You just be miserable. Even George Clooney took a fair stab at it. But, um, yeah, John Wick's fun, violent, lots of blood. Um, I like his style, it's very quick and efficient. He executes people like. Yeah. Like that, pop, pop, and all that. No, yeah.
0: right, it, it's someone completely different. Yeah, yeah, you a fucking idiot.
1: Um, <laughs> he, was, he was, well, no one cares, on Swedish TV back in the 90s. Yeah. Um, it's a really, 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 really fun film. They're going to do a sequel. I don't want a sequel. I'm happy with the one film. I
0: kind of want a sequel. I want <laughs> it to be the exact same. thing. you know film. what it'll be though? I want him. I want him to be. You know, the puppy's been alive for an extra week over the old puppy, yeah. and someone goes to go and get revenge, and in, and they shoot the dog. No. And so John Wick's like, "You shot the dog. In. My wife got me before she died, and now." someone else has shot a dog linked to that dog because I got to the end of the killing spree because of the first dog and now I'm going to kill you just as hard as I killed them.
1: Yeah, I've got a better idea. What? Okay. Aliens. John Wick's house is burnt to the ground. There's nowhere for the dog to go so he wolf and cubs the entire thing. The whole film is John Wick killing criminals whilst holding the dog. Okay. Yeah.
0: So, like, a John Cho from Marvel Comics situation. It's
1: like he's John Cho. He's a director. No, I'm a Amadeus Cho, sorry. Yeah. But he's, like, dancing around breaking necks whilst holding a little some, puppy. Doing some Carter. Like, you know, slitting a guy's throat and the dog's licking the blood off the knife or something. I don't know. But doing all that sort of stuff. That would be awesome. And then maybe at the end the dog bites a guy in the nuts and saves John's life.
0: Well, I agree that it's a good film. I don't agree with your sequel idea. I agree that it's a good film... Um, and I'm I'm actually excited for the sequel, unlike yourself. I my problem is that um, that the two things that didn't gel very well for me were the end fight, um, which was a bit strange that like all of a sudden John Wick couldn't do his flippy shit and his MMA takedowns. Well, he's kind and of stuck at that point though. I know, but still he was fighting against a, like a seventy-year-old. man. That was man. like
1: ten minutes after he got back up after bleeding, almost dying.
0: Yeah, and but... a seventy-year-old
1: man. He's in his forties. No, the older. He's not that old.
0: Is he older than Keanu Reeves? A
1: little bit. Keanu Reeves is like late forties.
0: Well no, Keanu Reeves is fifty now, isn't he? Is he? Yeah. But anyway, um one of the things I loved was uh have you watched the making of documentaries or anything like that? I bought it on Blu-ray when it was released, so I watched all the I'm one of those people that if I find a film that I love because it's it's great, and if I find a film that I love because it's good bad, I watch all the little extras and shit and find mm. out as much as I can. So sort I of just try and drag every little bit of information I can. And forty seven Ronin for me was uh, was one of those bad good films. They put a line to it, but it was just shit. And John Wick was the opposite. It's a good good film. It's a good popcorn film. It's a nice entertaining movie. Mm. And some of the supplementary stuff they've got in there is really entertaining because Keanu Reeves actually gave it a fucking good go doing all his stunts. Very yeah, few of the stunts nothing, are a he
1: stuntman. He's got nothing to do. He goes around like I know, yeah, learning okay. how to shoot things yeah. and. Karate. But
0: all that all that like shooting and stuff all the it's easy technical for him, anyway. stuff. Anyway, he can and, like, learn
1: kung fu over the phone.
0: But have you seen you know like the uh, scene where he's in the club and he's taking the people out and he does yeah. that awesome takedown where he jumps up grabs the guy with one leg and then just drags him to the ground. Yeah. Like yeah. there's scenes of Keanu Reeves practicing that move. I don't know if it was him doing it in the final film, but the scenes of him actually being able to pull that shit off at the age of 50. Yeah. Like it's pretty incredible and and I was just really happy to see See Keanu Reeves in a film in which it's it is essentially like you killed my dog. This this murder is going to be pretty justified. Yeah. Like I was watching the whole time. I was watching. It, I never went. oh 14 dead people, one puppy. I'm still kind of on John Wick's side.
1: I like when he lets Kevin Nash off. Yeah, nice. yeah, he's like he's like, How you doing, yeah, Kevin? Right. He's like, hey, okay, okay, Francis, take the night off. And he's yeah. like, Thank you, Mr. Wick, and yeah, then, walks just, off. then walks off.
0: Yeah. Um Kevin Nash is good to see, especially since he's now let his hair go its natural colour instead so of being bleached more yeah. for fucking punisher.
1: He um he dyed his hair again when he came back to WWE a while ago and then, then fucked his leg up again because the guy's just can't walk. He cannot move.
0: Well, he poked his knee up a long time ago breaking it, didn't
1: he? He uh he tore his quadricep muscle walking across the ring. Like literally, he he's come back after he had a shoulder injury. He gets tagged in. He walked like five steps and just collapses.
0: He's actually he is actually Samuel Jackson yeah. from Unbreakable. <laughs> They've hit it really well. Like the whole of the whole of WWE was based around the fact that you couldn't hit Kevin Nash properly, and they were all actually just like rolling him. It's all like just play- so fragile. Yeah, um, would that be never great? The most mobile he was he was actually ever. just like he had like what's the uh, Pageria? His Pageria the one where you. That's when you get old. Is it pro- Progeria? No. That's the
1: one where little kids look like old people.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. He's actually got Progeria and everywhere but outside, so he looks like this massive hulking beast of a man, but inside like, he's so delicate, just like paper. He's always been like that. He's Couldn't just lazy. Even catch a probably, ball about breaking all his fingers.
1: More likely that he's professionally in a very active business, but also extremely lazy. Maybe. Yeah, that's probably part of it. That can't
0: do his heart any good, though, can it?
1: Nah, he'd be dead soon. Anyway, your review. All
0: right, that's a bit cruel. Um, my first review this week is going to be a new film starring Daniel Radcliffe. That's right, Harry Potter eight: oh. The Secret of the White Supremacists. It's Imperium. Have
1: you read um, Harry Potter and the Communist Manifesto? No, not yet. Yeah. Because it is possibly one of the greatest works of fan fiction yeah, get ever. To it
0: next week. <laughs> um, but no, I've, I watched Imperium. I watched mm. it today, in fact. Uh, Um, Imperium is the story of a young man working for the FBI who has as we are shown not much going on in his life he's a disassociated human being so he doesn't really connect with people apart from being a wizard but he's very very smart and a wizard Um, you're a wizard Harry uh, one day he's approached by Tony Collette who says to him
1: you're a lizard Harry
0: we need someone to go deep because there's been a chemical substance that's been stolen we believe that one extremist group has got hold of it all these people are looking for all these people are looking for terror groups from Iraq, Iran, uh, Afghanistan. They're looking for basically people from that side of the things. Brown but people. What we assume it is and what we believe it is based on intel that we've received and based on the following information are a white supremacist group. So Danny Rags that
1: white terror that doesn't exist. Alright, now calm it down. They're just loners, crazed loners. Look,
0: and before you put your hood on, I want you to just listen up. Which hood? The pointy white one. What? The one you keep calling your ghost costume but I know the truth. <laughs> I've worked it out. I've put two and seven together. I've come up with eight so I know what's going on.
1: Ain't no Donald Trump. <laughs> <laughs> His hair's like that so the Velcro inside the Yeah, right. I, in I always
0: assumed that the wave was because he needed to be able to be malleable when he puts yeah. the hat on it. Yeah. To be able to anyway, um, and yeah, so he joins, he joins it. well, he steadily rises up the ranks. It's, to To join up and find out where the uh, where this this um, substance has gone, and find out which group within this subsect of of different white supremacist groups, um, um you know where it's gone within those with those organisations. Uh, what's really interesting is. That you don't realise how many different established groups there are because this is based on a book about a man who actually infiltrated white supremacy groups. This is this is based on like a true story, partially, mm. you know, as much as fucking Harry Potter is based on a true story. But anyway, um, the idea is that that um, that there are several different groups all in connection with each other because they have a similar goal. But you find out that one, it's linked more to religion and how they believe the the Bible was written for white people, despite the fact that it was written thousands of years ago by black people. At mm-hmm. um, least, yeah, you've got another group that that believes that. Oh, uh,
1: they found the Bible in America. Dum 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 dum.
0: You've got another group of people that believe that um, that the formation of large groups of African Americans, Chinese, um, you know, um, Muslims, any of those cultures. Large groups of those actually joining in and integrating into society as a form of genocide. And then you've got a group of skinheads who are anarchists. They believe that white is right and so on and so forth. And then finally. Like that kid from the Hovis ad. Like the kid from the Hovis ad. Yeah. And then you've got, finally, you've got the clean cut people that, that take an educated stance on things. And it's very similar to the religious group. They twist what they read so that it fits their agenda. And their agenda is based on an archaic ruling that's. Based on the opinions of their grandparents and their grandparents before them, and so the grandparents and parents before them, so on and so forth, generations, generations of ingrained racism, and you Americans. see all these, yeah, you see all these groups, and you see them working together, and you see the way that information rises up the chains, and you see that there are almost celebrities within these organisations and things like that. Don't try. And, it's, and it's all My really, Pence. it's really interesting, and surprisingly enough for a Daniel Radcliffe film, because the last Daniel Radcliffe film I watched was What If. Which I found incredibly enjoyable. Had Adam Driver in it, and I had Zoe Kazan, who is fucking incredible. Oh, that's one you mean. Yeah, yeah. Um, I really enjoy that film. I really like it. It's a little bit more intelligent than some of the stuff I've seen. And for some reason, it's got Daniel Radcliffe doing his English voice, but it's got Rafe Spall doing. Is it Rafe Spall, the younger guy with the curly hair?
1: Rafe Spall's older, isn't he?
0: Is it who's the one I'm thinking of? I don't know. The guy from the from the Pacific. Anyway, fuck it. Who cares? That was the last Daniel Radcliffe film I saw. And mm-hmm. it was all quite innocent. It was still very... Like, this was after Horns, which I really like. But again, he did an American accent. Didn't do a very good American accent. And then it went... Then it went wife. And now we've got this, in which his American accent is quite good. And his acting's very, very strong. It helps him that he's very pale. Because <laughs> it really blends in with those racists. Well, yeah. They're all super But no, he uh, he's a really strong performer. You can see him being conflicted. And although this is a storyline we've seen before, there's been films about integration into, into, you know, groups and being a separatist within an organization that you don't really believe in. And there's like stuff about police going undercover in drug groups and, and, and gangs and stuff. Mm. It's all very similar to that. There's all very similar beats, but what's stronger about this is the overarching narrative is that regardless of who you believe is a villain, you know, there are other villains out there who people are so much worse, but they'll shake your hand and smile. Mm. And you know, it's not always so cut and dry as to be the Donald Trump solution of Muslims are bad, get rid of Muslims. It's not like that. That's not how it fucking works. Because you're saying Muslims are bad, but what you're really saying is humans are bad. Because Muslims are humans. It's a religion. It's not a race. It's not a fucking species. We're all human. It's the same fucking thing as you saying Christians are bad, because it's a religion. It's not a race. It's not a species. We're all the same species. It's fucking just generalizing everyone by saying that something that someone else is doing is bad, but it's the exact same thing you're doing. In people that praise pop culture, it's the same as them believing in pop culture as this whole, you know, this whole enterprise that they can get get behind and be part of and they can reference and they can really enjoy. It's the same as praising religion because you're really getting ingrained in that. And all those stupid people that say, Oh, this is happening, it's just fucking ridiculous. And this film is just a nice little way of remembering that you know... America's full of racists. America's full of idiots. It's full of people. Yeah, yeah. And people are idiots. Regardless of what you think about yourself, regardless of which book you read or, or where you come from or what the colour of your skin is, you're an idiot because you're a human and because you're the same as Donald Trump except minus the billions of pounds and the fucking big stupid fat mouth and the shitty wig and the fact you want to fucking incestuously insert your dick in your door, you fucking scumbag cunt. But... <laughs> I would love to
1: see... Donald Trump's search history. <laughs>
0: Ivana Trump.
1: Ivanka Trump. Father, daughter. daughter. <laughs> Just lots of that stuff.
0: <laughs> daughter, mummy, porn. Yeah. Um, but Imperium's really Ivanka good. Ivanka Trump, nude. Imperium is really good. And regardless of my my beliefs around what people are and what we all are as as part of the human race, this is sort of a film that looks at the separatist groups. It doesn't look as the socialist agenda that everyone should have the ability to live their life to the fullest. It has the more uh, sinister idea that if you're born a certain colour, you are bad to these people. And then you enter someone like Daniel Radcliffe who doesn't believe that, who believes that he wants to stop this bomb. Hmm. Regardless of what your beliefs are, you are a terrorist because you have a bomb and you're threatening a political agenda. That's the whole idea. And it's Hmm. nice. It's nice that that film's... What is it, do you remember the film Sleeping with the Enemy? Is it Sleeping with the Enemy or what was it, In the Line of Fire? What was the film? In the Line of that? Fire is
1: the one with Clint Eastwood's a bodyguard for the president. No,
0: God! What was the one where Probably Brad Pitt with the is the Irish guy? Snatch Harrison Ford as the as the FBI agent. <sighs> anyway, it's a lot. Air like Force this. One. No, it's a Gary Oldman. I think it's Gary Oldman, not Brad Pitt. Um, but it's a lot yeah, of course one is Harrison Ford It's it, yeah it's Harrison Ford and Gary Oldman it's not Brad Pitt is it Gary Oldman yeah which, which is one with Stephen
1: Segal and Kurt Russell
0: that's, that's executive it, the awesome executive film is. yeah that's great film. yeah good old Stephen Segal. Stephen Togel wouldn't film himself being stabbed or shot so he had to go in that you had to get had shot to, out of the, the back that shit yeah. dummy <laughs> just go what um, no, but care. yeah Imperium I, I highly recommend it it's weird that it's come out now it's weird that it's come out 100 or 99 or 97 days before an American election because it kind of does shed a light on the people that do believe what Trump says and believe like how he talks says who says everyone really
1: who's everyone
0: <laughs> but it 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 also nicely presents the idea that you can't look at someone say they're this color they're bad because or they believe this they're bad because it it just it, it Nicely... so You
1: can't judge people by the colour of their skin. No. What about spinnakers? Goddamn spinnakers. What? With their beady eyes and their green skin.
0: I don't know what a spinnaker <sighs> is. Fucking vile they are.
1: Bunch of... Bunch of vile... Ass. But anyway...
0: It seems like uh, Harry Potter's new Spectre Patronus is... Uh, is Tony Colec, She sort of saves the day. Oh, good on her. But um, I give this film... I give this film solid... Snake. I give this film a solid June Diane Rayfield. Who? Hey. You don't know that it is working in the forefront, but it's there. She's doing a lot of stuff nowadays. She writes a lot. She's in a lot. She does a lot of cameos, films, so like, uh, programs like New Girl. She did Ask Backwards, which is a comedy film, quite a low budget comedy film. She does a lot of writing. She does does stuff like the Netflix series uh, Frankie yeah. and June.
1: Oh, isn't that terrible?
0: No, I've heard it's all right. But I'm not into that sort of stuff. I don't. Mm. I don't genuinely watch. I generally watch like uh, small cast sitcoms. I usually watch like wider stuff. Um, she's married to uh, Paul Sheer. Her husband shouldn't really. I don't know who that is. Yeah, her husband sorry. shouldn't really set her or establish where she stands. But anyway, I yeah, will give it that. It's uh, just below. Uh, just below. Uh, well, I wouldn't say it's below Tom it's Just below. Just above a Brendan Fraser.
1: Just above a Brendan Fraser. Yeah,
0: I wanted to give something in between, so... Uh, a, a June Diane Rayfield.
1: That's nonsense. So, I don't even know who that is. <laughs> I'm not all up on your, like, cult characters. Is she one of those manic pixie dream girls? No.
0: She's married to Paul Shear. She is... Who's Paul Shear? Paul is the guy he plays Andre in The League.
1: I've seen, like, one episode of that.
0: Have you seen NTFC SU SUV? What? Have you seen. Have you seen uh, Demon Baby? No. Have you seen. Fresh Off the Boat? No. Have you seen. Is that the one?
1: Something wrong?
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah, I've heard of that. Have you seen.
1: Probably not.
0: Have you seen Happy Endings?
1: Happy Endings? No. Rings a Bell.
0: Have you seen.
1: It's thrilling.
0: I can't think of anything yeah, okay. else he's in, just off the top of my head.
1: Yeah, he's unimportant. Uh, he's, he's
0: in a lot of stuff, though. He's You'd know him if you saw him. If we Googled him now, should I Google him? You get on me your next review, and I'll Google him for you.
1: Fuck you. sticks. Right. right, I'm going to review a free game that was on PlayStation Plus this month. It's called Ultratron. It's, 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 it's a Robotron clone. It's twin-stick shooter. I like my twin-stick shooters. I'm really good at them. I've noticed. I like, I like them because it's easy. You aim with the other stick and it all does it all for you. You shoot things when they come towards you. Ultron's kind of like what Pac-Man Championship Edition is to the original Pac-Man. It's like it takes the basic idea of Robotron it on and um, puts visual filters all over it and makes it almost impossible to view properly sometimes. Um, but it's got like 40 levels to play through. Every 10 levels there's a boss to fight. Oh, I recognise his face. I don't know. He's a sure. weird-looking guy.
0: He does... Uh, he does... Uh, How did this get made, the podcast?
1: Yeah. Um But Ultron, like... Whenever you finish a level, you collect up coins from any enemies you defeat and you can boost your robot and buy drones and stuff. I gradually realised that if you buy, like, three shields every time... Because you have shields. And when they take a hit, that's your, that's your damage. So if you've got four free shields, you can take four hits in total before you die. But... That's his wife. I found... Tune down, Raven. I found that if I had three shields, I had enough to get through pretty much every level. Um, so eventually, I got to the point where I almost finished the game on the first time I played it, which is a bit easy. Um, and it's like PlayStation Plus offerings recently have been a bit sort of slight, yeah. a bit simple. And this one's like one of those games that's probably like I don't know how much it is separately on its own because you don't I don't think you see the price when you get it from PlayStation no, Plus. No, you don't know. But it it can't be more than a couple of quid. It's all right. It's a fun little twin stick shooter, but it is a very slight package, as it were. It's not even widescreen; it's like in a small square window. I guess they're trying to keep the RoboTron ratio going. I guess maybe, but um, it's just not and right. Some nice inventive bad guys in. There's one that shoots across the screen, um, and if you shoot him, he, exp- he sort of drops a bomb and blows up a large portion of the area. If you don't shoot him though, he drops like a he leaves like a trail behind him, and if you cross it, it damages you. So it ends up, like, splitting the screen in half, effectively. Okay. For a little while.
0: So it makes, like a makes you know, like a traditional...
1: Yeah. It sort of yeah. just basically reduces your area of movement unless you want to take a hit. Yeah. Um, and you get little drones that fire things, and if they get shot, they get dropped behind, and you have to pick them up again. They make little help.
0: Do you remember 19... Things. Was it 1943, the old arcade game? Yeah. They had the uh, flamethrower gun that did that. The flamethrower plane that did that. You remember it had, like, a... It was like a helicopter, but it had a spinning flame top. And you know how it would make those? It'd make the flames would go in lines. You'd be stuck in that ah, section. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's exactly the same as that.
1: Yeah. Right. But anyway, uh, Ultratron. It's it's a mess visually. You can tone it down. There's some like you can switch off certain effects, so it's not quite as busy visually. But um, it's all right. Game. Probably don't think you'd buy it. I think it's kind of like unless it was a couple of quid, it is. It is not much in it, but it's fun for while it lasts. It's no no Geometry Wars basically. It's free on PlayStation Plus right now. So there's a thing. <laughs> your review.
0: Okay, my next review... Stop
1: playing with your phone because that comes out in the mic. Oh,
0: shit. Sorry, buddy. My Fuck wits. My next review is going to be a brand new game. No one's ever played it before. I'm, I'm the first person to play. It's really exciting. Mario Brothers. No. Uh, the Division.
1: That came out... You did that before, what? didn't you? No. I'm pretty sure you reviewed the Division I reviewed before. the beta... Same thing.
0: No, this is a full game. Yeah. Uh, The Division. So, it's a game, I guess. Uh, It's loose-based, open world, blah, 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 third person, you go around, you go and shoot stuff. Sweet. Uh, It's got a lot of online elements, it's got a lot of matchmaking stuff, it's quite interesting. Um, But I have my issues. Oh, no. I know, right? I hate it when this happens. Um...
1: A Ubisoft game that's not perfect.
0: It's actually all right. I like yeah. it. I'm, I'm going to continue playing it. It's not anything offensive. It's not anything um, annoying. Just a couple of bits and pieces that I think um, I think that maybe they plan to patch out or maybe they will add stuff that will make it make sense in add-ons and uh, add-on packs. But all in all, it's an enjoyable, fairly cheap now game in which you just can go around having a bit of a laugh with people online um, the whole idea is that it's New York Destiny, has been it? it's better than Destiny Destiny was so fucking shit um, racist no I'm not racist I'm just honest a racist people, against a lot, people, Activision a lot of people weren't honest about Destiny and it was really bad and then people <laughs> jumped on they were like oh this is great and then the Taken King came out and they were like oh it's even better yeah it's even better if you didn't spend a hundred uh, we've already had this conversation why are you winding me up on purpose everybody knows my opinion of Destiny if you're gonna pay 360 quid for a game, if you're gonna pay 120 pound per year for a game, and there's no fucking point in doing that because you might as well just get the last year it's ever released and then just fucking get all the add-ons for free when you buy one shitty copy of the fucking game, you're not servicing your player group or your player base or you're servicing your own fucking words. Activision are a bunch of cunts. If you bought the special collector's edition, you should have all the add-ons for the length of the game, for the duration of the game. You shouldn't just get the two add-ons and a little bit of extra armour and a bit of extra fucking shit and an extra gun. You yeah, should about get for
1: special. Final Fantasy XV Ultimate Edition they and it doesn't have the season pass in it. Ugh, it's 270 just, quid.
0: I fucking hate a lot of games companies right now. Mm. But anyway, that's besides the point. Destiny is a bag of cunts and fucking shit. It's shit. It's a shitty game. The Division is a little bit more enjoyable. Um, from what I can tell, add-ons have been released, but they haven't cut off areas of the game. I think there was um,
1: only the underground thing at first, wasn't there? You couldn't go in there originally, and then they, yeah, no, they've, added they've it done it. Yeah, well, you can plan. go
0: underground. There's underground bits. There's little bases you can go to, and there's areas in your It was like the subway base. system, wasn't it, or something? Yeah, something like that. But that was locked off originally,
1: um, but they were. Go- they were. They They said they were always going to add it as a future yeah. story thing.
0: Well, there you go. Um, but for the main game, it's been pretty enjoyable. I've enjoyed it a lot. Yeah. Um, when I get the chance to actually play with people online matchmaking is full of guys who just want to jump in another game so yeah it's really nice nice community everyone sort of just gets on with it no one fucks about too much
1: yeah it reminds me of Freedom Fighters when I see it yeah and I want a Freedom Fighters game god damn it IO Interactive stop fucking around with Hitman for once please Hitman's
0: really good though
1: but there's been 5 million of those games give us Freedom Fighters and then make Freedom Fighters go for mobile phones I think
0: maybe we need to work on your counting buddy
1: <laughs> oh, I think there's been at least 1 million Hitman games it's Been two films,
0: they're both awful.
1: Uh, what the Timothy Fantastic film? You're saying that's awful?
0: Fantastic. The only good thing about that film is Timothy Oliphant, and uh, Fantastic. it's not really even Timothy Oliphant,
1: Timothy Oliphantastic. How you pronounce his name?
0: Great, Great. Um, but I get the division, uh, John Malkovich,
1: Malkovich, 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 mm-hmm. Malkovich, Malk- Malkovich, Malkovich
0: quality actor and absolutely perfect in some of the roles he's played including Connor but uh, he's done a lot of shit in his life so yeah, there's a lot of room for improvement there
1: you're saying that not every John Malkovich film is a work of art yeah like what name one John Malkovich film that isn't perfect
0: uh, what was that one he did where he was a magician what he did a film where he was a magician and he was basically hypnotising Hey, Colin Hanks in it what and Anna Kendrick I believe I didn't see it yeah, it's not very good.
1: <laughs> it's been burn after reading. That's a great. Film. Yeah,
0: that is a great film. He's not great in it, but that's. He's a great
1: amazing. Film. He's writing his memoirs.
0: Oh, uh, what was the uh, what was the one where, uh, where Matt Damon plays poker? God, what was it? It's not swingers. Uh, anyway, yeah, I don't care. He does like he does a Russian accent, but he's like, "You are come to my club, you cannot leave." <laughs>
1: Racist? How dare you no, be racist, not racist. racist Russians? It's not racist. Our mother Russian, it's not Russia. Um, What's going to be my next review? If
0: Janet Street forces used fun that you've got hanging from your bedroom door.
1: That's that's a dream catcher. <laughs> um,
0: it's a very gooey and possibly menopausal dream catcher catches very specific dreams <laughs> The scary ones
1: The ones of Janet Street Porter
0: <laughs> it's, what, you're, what you're expecting is tomorrow you wake up And you've got a Janet Street Porter just hanging there just like, no, it's like, Hello
1: You've seen the grudge of Dion <laughs> Yes Where they're in bed Lying down And then wakes up and there's like the ghost leaning over the bed yep. It's like yep. that It's creepy It's not. It's not great I did have it in my head for a second what was going to be the next thing Ah, F- uh... you fucked my brain <laughs>
0: well you know you keep playing with Janet Street Porter but someone's coming into your room and into your ear oh no oh no I
1: don't know, what have I reviewed so far
0: the Mindy Project
1: Ultratron uh... John Wick
0: uh...
1: I know what I want to do for the last one
0: You've got
1: another two Titanfall Beta two. two Beta I played it for about an hour or so earlier What concept did you play that one? Puss 4 Yeah wrong It's one. on Puss 4 now Wrong one uh, I think you'll find It's the right one Um <sighs> It's
0: a choice of a new generation
1: It's It's still Titanfall Uh Is it? Yeah a bit slower yeah. I think You haven't played it yet So Show your tits <sighs> Yeah um, but this well, that Warcraft sucks balls. After playing friggin' Overwatch so much the past few weeks, it doesn't half feel slow and pedestrian in this game.
0: <laughs> See, I've played Titanfall in the last few weeks, and mm. it still feels great.
1: It's always been like... That was quite snappy and simple the first mm-hmm. Titanfall. I liked it. But this one's done the whole... A little bit of the... Um, you know how like Modern Warfare was really snappy and simple? And then Modern Warfare 2 added more stuff? Mm. And it just didn't feel quite right? Mm-hmm. Um, They've done this. They've just added more buttons. Like, you've got, like, awesome. got multiple power-ups. But some of it's quite cool. Like, the zip line thing they showed, the little yeah. grappling hook, that yeah. works really well. Like, hook it onto things, just zip up to it, and then you can double jump off and get Does over terrains. Yeah, you can, like, if you're running sideways and you aim up at an angle, you like, hook it and just do a nice, good arc swing around. Mm. You can hook it onto other people to pull them towards you. You can hook it onto titans to pull yourself up onto the roof. That's awesome. It's got quite a lot of range. Um, they've definitely taken a certain cues from um, Overwatch. One of the characters has a sonar knife. Which is just like Genji's Sonar, uh, not Genji, Hanzo's Sonar Arrow. Okay. You throw it out, hits it hits a ball, and it sets a little radar off. Um, you've now got, instead of burn cards, you have just more skills going around, more customization of your characters and ro- your bots. Okay. Um, the Titans now have chipsets that you choose to give them various sort of power ups. So it might be something like they start with 20% of their um, ultimate charged up already, or they'll have like some sort of extra mechanism going on, or something, okay. some sort of radar thing, or something like that. Um, and apparently, as you level up, you'll be able to customize the colours of your characters and stuff like that, get a bit more individuality in there. Boom. Um, the beta, they're calling it an alpha technical test. You don't have an alpha two months before the game's release, an alpha's like a year before. Mm. At the latest. <laughs> um, Does
0: it feel like it's going to be.?
1: It feels done, this thing. It's oh, it been playing done. smoothly, like, not laggy, shooting around, having fun. Boom, boom. Um, no attrition mode in the beta, which is a bit rubbish. That's shitty. Because that is the mode. Yeah, that's the main that's, one. Yeah. Um, there's the 8v8 like um, deathmatch mode where you don't have any titans. I think okay. it would have been interesting if there was titans in the straightforward 8v8 mode. But they've just <sighs> I think they've just chucked it in there to appease people who just want to play as pilots and jump around the place and shoot each other. Yeah. Um, there is amped, um Amped Hardpoint. You remember Hardpoint? Yes. Clever little addition to this. When you capture a base, you know how what happens on the World's Conquest style game modes? Mm-hmm. You capture a base and what does your teammates do?
0: They run off here, Yeah.
1: So what happens now on on hard point, when you capture a base, you start earning the points, but if you stay there for another minute, it caps again and you double the amount of points you get. Okay. So the idea is the longer you stay on it, the more you double your points. And as soon as it's double as soon as you vamp it, it starts to drain down again. So it pays it basically pays to keep someone guarding your friggin' Or a points. couple of people. Cleverly designed thing. work quite well. You get your titans in. Shoot. Boom, boom, it, yeah. yeah, yeah. it's fun. fun. Um, the other mode. Bounty mode. Took me a while to figure out. But it's actually quite cool. Um, so basically. Your two teams are fighting a war. If you kill your opponents. You earn money. Yeah. There's. Things there. Which are like the hard points you capture normally. That are called banks in this mode. And you deposit your money in there. And the player who manages to fill up the $60,000. I think it is. You have to collect up. Mm-hmm. Um, wins the game. Or the time runs out. Every game I played. The time ran out before we hit it. Okay. Um. But what happens when you're having this match is one or two points will appear somewhere on the map every now and again, and they'll have a bunch of enemies spawn, and it might be just a bunch of grunts, might be a bunch of scouts, and basically you can fight the other team to try and kill as many of them as possible, because they're like bonus money. Yeah. Um, sometimes they'll drop a Titan, sometimes they'll dro- um, drop down an AI that's as powerful and has special moves like a pilot does. Mm-hmm. So you just kill as many as you can, grab the money, go back, deposit in the bank. So it's kind of like, um, think supermarket sweep. Yeah. You've got to run out, grab as much as you can, chuck it in your bank. If your opponent kills you, your amount of money you've got is halved. Um, there's little power cores now that you can pick up. And when you jump on Titan, you can stick them in their Titan. So if you jump on someone else's Titan on their back, you chuck this power core into their pod, mm-hmm. into their power unit or whatever, yeah. and it boosts their abilities for a little while. It's That's quite a cool, cool thing. Yeah. So there's a nice little bit, some little things in there that have um, Cult work and stuff like that. Um, don't like the maps I've played on it so far, they're very no. cluttered. Mm. Um, I thought the maps on the first Titan 4 were really geniusly designed. Like the way that you could.
0: Yeah, it seemed like they had they had them all planned from the beginning. Yeah,
1: but they were always. They had good sight lines and stuff, and they were designed in a way where you could play them as like a pilot running around, Yeah. but they became like a more condensed deathmatch level when you were in a Titan. Yeah. But this one's more like they've gone the battlefield route, made a big open area put some buildings here and there and there's some little corridors you can run through but it kind of just feels like mounds of hills and dirt and buildings and stuff. Yeah. It doesn't feel the same. These maps anyway. That's disappointing. Um, the next week they do it. They're going to add another map and a bunch more bonus power-ups and stuff for next okay. week. Are they um, going to
0: add attrition in before?
1: This is the thing that makes me wonder because um, I don't know if people know this as general knowledge but Battlefield Bad Company wasn't going to have Conquest mode in it at all. Mm. It was never planned and they released the beta which didn't have Conquest mode in it, and everyone was like, well, this Gold Rush mode sucks, but Conquest is going to be great when it comes out. And then we had to panic and work on Conquest mode for four weeks before the game released. Um, I
0: like the fact you have insider knowledge to all this. Yeah,
1: because so that's what I worked on. It was fun. Conquest mode was a hack job on Battlefield Bad Company. So the lack of attrition in the beta, is uh, in this Titanfall 2 beta, is a little bit worrying. It's got to be in there, though. But then again, you said the same thing about Conquest in Battlefield Bad Company. It is EA publishing it. So... Mm. <laughs>
0: um,
1: if It would be amazing if it's not. If they've decided bounty modes, the new mode. And for some reason decided not to do attrition. But it's got to be in there. The mechanics are there. When you finish a level, your enemy's ship comes in. You can destroy it. Um, I do like the new Titans special weapons they have. Um, your Titan has like... you know One of the new weapons you've got is a laser... Rocket charge up just fires a laser. Yeah. Um but when your Titan's fully powered up, you can activate basically a giant chest cannon on your robot. So it's kind of like you you know, like in the anime? Yeah. <laughs> giant robots firing a giant beam cannon or Gaiva firing a beam cannon mm-hmm. out of its chest. Yeah. So you just get this massive red laser going like oh, that. Nice. Um so that feels a bit more dynamic. Um but yeah, it's it feels like Titanfall, but feels slightly slower. But I think this might be just because I'm coming off of playing Overwatch. Mm. You know, like how if you play, um, if you try to play Gran Turismo after playing Ridge Racer, yeah. or vice versa, it's impossible. It's that sort of thing. Um, so I did that as well when I was after I played um, Uncharted, I tried playing Spec Ops: Align, Line, and you hear Nolan North's voice, yeah. and your brain instantly goes Uncharted controls. Is that one of those things where your brain's just got used to something. And I was doing a video of Spec Ops a line ages ago, and I just kept pressing the wrong button to go into cover. Um, but I yeah. Prefer,
0: I, I do prefer the controls to Spec Ops to Uncharted. Yeah,
1: yeah. Spec Ops is great. The only yeah. thing I always wanted in Spec Ops is the ability to uh, move around a corner when you're in cover. Mm. Can't do that.
0: Yeah, the problem is that that's...
1: That kind of came before that was a thing in games, so. though.
0: Well, no, that's not as dynamic or as purposeful as I think they were aiming for with the controls. Yeah. Because a lot of times, I think the they're time...
1: they aiming for generic as hell, though, and they yeah. nailed
0: it. <laughs> well, that's the thing that the you know the the, key to the, the mechanic of going to the next source of cover. It but doesn't it had... really work very well if you're pushing. When well, Spec Ops,
1: them. you can if two covers are parallel to each other, you can move from yeah. one to the other, but you can't move around the corner one. But the way the fighting happened in Spec Ops, enemies would come from different sides, yeah. and that's the way the battle was planned out. So moving around a corner would have helped that sort of thing. Yeah. But um, yeah, the, but Titanfall Two is like the beta. It, it, I think people who like Titanfall are going to be fine with it. It's just a bit more complicated in how much is going on. They've definitely thought about the play cycle of a game, the systems as how they work. Mm. Like I say, that, that um, addition to hardpoint mode, the amped hardpoint is a genius way of keeping people defending yeah. and teaching people the basic idea of how you work, how you do these bloody level these matches. Because mm. um, that's one of the things I find with Overwatch. They've done really well gradually. They're teaching people how to play those modes much better. Rather than by, just leading you to sort of learn. Yeah, yeah, and expecting the community to just keep arguing with each other um, all the time. They sort mm. of, they just do stuff like they bump up the benefit of doing certain things. Yeah. Um, the leveling system in Titanfall 2 is quite interesting as well. There's no XP. Um, instead, when you win a round or you compete in a match, you get a merit point. Um, there's certain like challenges on the gun, so like you kill 20 people, I think it is, or like something the original, like that. but with merit points instead. Yeah. So if you complete those challenges, like a certain set changes on the items you got, so it's encouraging you to use all your items. Mm. You earn a merit point as well. So a level needs, like, say, 10 merit points or 12 merit points or something for you to level up. So you level up faster if you're playing in a more varied style. Okay. So the more you do in the level, the more you'll level up, the quicker you'll level up yeah I like that yeah and it's all just a uniform 1, two, it's three, very four.
0: similar to levelling up but it's different it's it's not yeah. singular numbers it's one large number so it's and like... it means it
1: doesn't matter what class you play everyone's just got their own way of doing things like oh. like the radar knife thing you trigger a certain amount of get a certain amount of enemies in the radar that works towards your merit point Yeah, so it's all just about playing it doesn't benefit any particular class
0: oh, that's very cool
1: that's quite good but yeah it's um, quite like it I'm going to play a bit more and um punch some more robots with my giant robots nice
0: yeah yeah boy
1: okay you review a thing you
0: cock okay I'm going to uh, change things up a tiny little bit Um, instead of reviewing something as we normally would by giving you a plot synopsis or any sort of information you dare
1: do a beat poetry
0: giving it a giving it an arbitrary score based on if we would recommend it or for me an actor um, instead, I'm going to explain one of my favourite films of all time and then review that. That's still a review then, so... Yeah, technically it's a recap <laughs> then review.
1: Okay. Um, so, Babes in Toyland, starring <laughs> Keanu Reeves and Drew Barrymore. <laughs> no,
0: no, not quite that. It's a great um, film. I recently had the chance to watch Return of the Living Dead in 1080p. Classic. 60 frames per second no not
1: 60
0: frames it's PC's 24 frames per second 24 uh, frames per second Return of the Living Dead 1080p um, and the purest possible way I could watch it was a blu-ray copy um, a little bit of backstory of me and this film my parents don't do it on video it was one of those one of those nasty videos that I had to steal from their cupboard um, because I wasn't allowed to watch it, it no. wasn't for a child um, but I, I stole it at the age of 8 and watched it multiple times <laughs> Which I think mean, may have influenced my current film taste, but anyway, um, Re- Return of the Living Dead is a film based on the premise that not the Living Dead was an actual event that was hidden by the government. So it wasn't a it wasn't a, a event all over the world. It was just a small area in America, and the the whole thing was covered up by the government. And the zombies that were left over at the end, they couldn't be killed. So what they did was they stuck them in drums and cryogenically froze them. Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, we join two morgue workers who happen to have some of those tankers in the bottom of the mortuary that they work in um, and they decide that, well, sorry, the senior member of staff decides he's going to show the younger member of staff to try and impress him um, he's going to show him some of those tankers so they go downstairs and they he checks and he goes, oh look, check this out and they accidentally activate one and release the gas which stops the cryogenic freezing of the monster inside, zombie, sorry Affectionately known as Man throughout the horror industry, yeah. Um, and they themselves are exposed to a gaseous form of the zombie virus. This comes into play later. Now, they wake up after having breathed in all this horrible stuff, and they find themselves ill, sick. So they call the manager of the mortuary and explain to him the situation. He says, "Well, Bert, I'm going to come on down. I'm going to try and take care of this. But uh, you've really fucked up here. Really done a bad thing." I'm like, well, we know. Now the gas has got all over the mortuary they work in, so a lot of the cadavers and the 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 dissected dogs and things like that, that they've got down there have started to come alive. So they make the genius plan of taking those an- those animals and the cadavers, chopping them up into tiny pieces, and then burning them. Because what else are they gonna do? Hmm. So they do that with the help of the uh, the um god, what's it called? The big old cooker? Furnace. With the help of the person who works the furnace, they burn up all the bodies and this in turn releases more gas into the outside, and that goes into clouds and it rains down on the grave. In the grave there happens to be a group of punks that know the young man who's working in the morgue that was going to be impressed by Bert by the Night of the Living Dead Zombies. And they are on a manic run for their life to try and survive the night as they're chased by the undead, all awoken by this cataclysmic event caused by Bert and his own show-offy appearance and his attempts to try and impress the new worker. Now, as the night goes You're on... You're ruining the entire film now for people I'm who expl- haven't watched it's it. from 1980, fuck you, six. If there's someone who hasn't seen this people yet... People get
1: upset about when you say that Aeris dies in Final Fantasy VII still. Yeah,
0: that was at least ten years after this, though. Anyway, the night... Uh, so, all these people have to band together. So, you've got two buildings now. You've got the uh, the morgue supply place and then you've got the actual morgue itself where they burn the bodies. These two places uh, are... Uh, our salvation throughout the film so two groups are an evil well there's a group in evil one and they try and survive the night little do they know that uh, the zombies are intelligent enough to do things like call for paramedics so they call for paramedics the paramedics turn up and they find like a person lying on the ground they're like oh god there's a person here let's go and check him turns out to be a zombie one of them gets bit and then a crowd of zombies run out and get the other one and then one of the zombies gets on the radio in the first ambulance and says send more paramedics and they obviously send more paramedics to go and help the first paramedics which is just giving them a food delivery system because they just Fair keep enough. eating these fucking people that keep arriving um, the police are trying to contain them in a quarantined area because they are now aware of the incident, so they're shooting zombies obviously it's not killing them um, so members of the group become infected. Bert and also the young protege that he was trying to show off to—they both start succumbing to the zombie virus that's already in their system. So they do things like lose. They don't have a heartbeat anymore. Uh, they don't breathe anymore. They start to look look. Ruin um, in the film. Look pale. They start getting scene, uh, right? start getting things like uh, muscle atrophy, and their their body blood starts pooling. They start getting what is it called when blood starts pooling? Um,
1: God fucking coagulating.
0: No, no, no. What's it called when it's lying there? The body's lying there, and it's it's pooling at the back of the body. Coagulating. Uh, it's not coagulating. That's when blood hardens because it has introduced to them. God, what is it fucking called? I can't remember. Anyway, that's besides the point. So all these things that should happen to you when you die start happening to Bert and his young protege. Uh, Bert decides in the later part of the film to take his own life in an attempt to stop him from attacking his wife, destroying his family. Whilst the younger man succumbs to the virus and then attacks his girlfriend and the person who was helping them burn the bodies. He accidentally breaks his ankle, and then they both go up into the attic and hide up there. Whilst the other group of people make away in a car or try to make away in a car, sadly they crash into a large group of zombies that have formed from the police that were trying to keep the quarantine, the paramedics, the zombies from the graveyard itself, and some of the teenagers that were left behind in the original fray. Um, and uh, and yeah, it just it all culminates in this in this big ending in which a nuke is just dropped and fucks everyone up. And then obviously the nuke causes vapors to enter the clouds, and it causes a cycle it is fantastic special effects scripting ideas it's all there it's great it's awesome and although I've explained it to you I really can't put into words how fucking incredible this is when I was 8 and I was watching this I was shitting myself and then as years went on I became more more desensitised to this sort of stuff I watched it when I was about 15 I loved it again I've watched it again. Now I'm 27. I've watched it in 1080p. It's probably the best 1080p's. quality. It's possibly the, the best quality I'm ever going to see it in because it's not often screened in the UK. I think Prince Charles Theatre have done it once in the original.
1: Mm. It's probably a show around for um, Halloween somewhere. Maybe, maybe. But I think Fry they had. Is it 18
0: mm they had? Maybe. I don't yeah, think there ever had...
1: was a 35mm print of that.
0: No, but they had mm. an 80mm, well it might have been
1: a 35 Maybe a 16mm print
0: <laughs> Maybe But they had do, a print of that, that they showed one year and I, and I sadly missed it and I really wish I'd seen it But right now this is the best quality I can see And it's really done justice by this transfer I believe this is done by um, This is done by Shout Factory I, don't, I know. don't know if they release films in the UK So it might be no. the subsidiary in the UK Which is usually sort of film Film 99 or wherever it is um, but yeah it's really good if you get the chance to watch it watch it it's fantastic if you're a if you're a fan of zombie films especially this is actually written by one half of the team that wrote Now the Living Dead see what happened was originally the rights to that film were in fucking limbo
1: well they didn't fill out the paperwork exactly
0: so you had George A. Romero who was making Of the Living Dead but making the making the Dawn of the Dead yeah. Day of the Dead and then you had the other side of things that were like Return of the Living Dead Return of the Living Dead Part 2 which is also a great film but to a lesser extent I wouldn't really recommend that one as much it's a lot more comedic than this one this is a darker comedy so there are funny moments like there are moments where they put pickaxe for the head, of the head of a monster who's pinned to the ground he's kicking his legs and screaming and they saw his head off and the body's just going around it's completely ineffective as a monster because it can't attack anyone it can't do any any sort of damage but they're still shitting themselves and flailing around like idiots trying to escape it the for no fucking reason uh, but all in all it's just it's fucking incredible I think Dan O'Bannon Wrote the script to this probably, um, and he did a lot of stuff in the eighties. Yeah, it's just a really, really good movie. I give it a full Tom Atkins, and if he was available at the time, I'm pretty sure he would have been in this as well, and that would have made it my dream movie. But sadly, was he
1: probably just, busy doing Halloween three, wasn't he? Uh,
0: no, Night of the Creeps was '86, was it? Uh. Yeah, Night of the Creeps was '86. Also, uh, was when was Leaf Weapon? 90, it, that was '88, wasn't was it? Tom Atkins in Leaf Weapon? Yeah, he's the main bad guy.
1: No, the bad guy in Leaf Weapon's Gary Booty.
0: Yeah, no, Gary Busey and the other guy, but Tom Atkins is in Lethal Weapon as the guy, so I think Harry might be Lethal Weapon 2. No, Lethal Weapon is a Dutch guy. Yeah, Tom no, Atkins is me- a Well, 1. South African. South African. South
1: well, they they are Dutch, but...
0: No, no, this guy's Dutch, though, isn't he? He's the actor from Bill and Ted's uh, Bogus Oh, there, yeah, yeah, the eventually. villain, from he's from Dutch. That, yeah. yeah, he's actually Dutch.
1: Diplomatic immunity. Diplomatic immunity. It's just been revoked. <laughs> <laughs> oh, great movie. And because but, you're a blick?
0: Yeah. <laughs> well... I want to go over there and I want to help my brothers fight you know fight the good fight and I say like, oh, no you you don't want to visit right now because you're well you, you're black
1: because he's blick <laughs> black he's blick
0: you're blick um, but um, all in all it's, it's fucking incredible it really is and I'm sure that you've watched it a hundred like times years
1: ago man I haven't and got it's, it.
0: it it's a great film it really is it's for some reason it's overlooked a lot of the time I think, I think it came to cult those sort circles of know it
1: cult films for me was always Evil Dead that's my, See, that's I had my had VHS as well. But, I
0: had the, uh, the one with the woman, the blue woman, reaching from behind Yeah, the we TV had plan. like
1: a um, Video Nasties era copy. <laughs> <laughs> because it had been removed from sale. Was right oh, right, free. so you
0: had the blank cassette case box. It, it was the proper release they oh. did,
1: but it was like, it had been removed from sale after that, so you couldn't <laughs> get it. It was like original 1980-something, early 80s copy. Fucking Evil Dead's awesome.
0: It is a great film. Mm. Um, but, uh, but, yeah, no, I just... I really I can't recommend this film enough. That's a, it's one of those films that has a lot of sentimental value to me, so me assigning it value in a review form is a little bit marred by the fact that I've always loved it. It's never been a case of it's ever been you a bad. You're not
1: video. impartial. If I'm you like something, to... you're not an impartial reviewer. You should be an objective reviewer. How
0: can you be objective when you really enjoy something though? <laughs>
1: How can you be objective To review something That's true If you had been objective You're just saying The bullet points On the back of the box
0: That's actually Incredibly true yeah. um, But anyway no, uh, yeah. Anyone who gets a chance To watch it Watch it And your review
1: I'm going to review David Cross Make America Great Again His new comedy special On Netflix <sighs> uh, I watched this yet uh, It's only about An hour and a quarter long It's really freaking good Because it's David Cross And David Cross Is generally pretty awesome He has a
0: weird nose Like me well,
1: That's because he's a Jew Don't be racist
0: uh, I think I think that that's racist. David Cross, you assume he's a Jew just because they hung Jesus.
1: Well, apart from the whole stories where he's telling stories about celebrating Thanksgiving, even though he's a Jew. In this one, no. um, there's, it, the first part of this is very much like his regular, like simple stand-up comedy about family and stuff for a little while. Um, brilliant story where he's telling about like you know getting into an argument with family members at um, Thanksgiving, and sometimes in the heat of an argument, you find out something really. You know, personal about that person you never knew, even though you've known him your whole life, and it changes the dichotomy of the relationship. And in this instance, he found out on that day that his mother cannot take a punch. So, <laughs> which that friggin' set me on a belly laugh for a good few minutes. Um But the large amount of his show is talking about how fucked America is right now, mm. how people are embracing people like Donald Trump, Ted Cruz, for because well, this was filmed back when Ted Cruz was still in the running. Yeah. Um and how, like you know, how racists, how contradictory racists are. How, like he said, he says in the re- um, religious, and he's all like, you know, we could get all the religions together, and maybe they could spend like a summit together, and just learn about the things that makes them the same rather than focusing on their differences and all this sort of stuff, mm. you know. And he just sort of does this whole thing where he's talking about how they could get to know each other and things they love and, you know, focus on the one thing that they all enjoy, fucking children. <laughs> <laughs> it's just... Um, it is really dark. He does a whole story about, like, you know, what if someone ran in and shot, like, a whole bunch of people at an NRA rally and killed this daughter of like an NRA leader mm. and he would just go well it's one small loss <laughs>
0: you know small well, you price know to what? pay it's not the guns that did this it's man and we can't get rid of man
1: yeah. but um yeah he goes into very dark territory and, oh fuck I knocked my phone on the floor nice. Um talks about like people leaving the shows even though like surely if you bought a ticket to your show you should be vaguely aware mm. of who he is and it's like you know do they all think Tobias is in town <laughs> Um but yeah it's it's a great Raunchy, rude comedy.
0: Is he. Alright, so you know he's in uh, the Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt second series?
1: Oh, yeah, he was, yeah, briefly, yeah. yeah.
0: He walks around like Frankenstein. He is quite paunchy. He doesn't move the same as he used to because I don't know if you've watched any of his older stand up comedy, but Mm. he moves around quite a lot. Like he does pacing. Yeah, yeah. He's a bit like Pat Oswald. Pat Oswald will pace in a very small area. He'll yeah. go back and, and like he'll acknowledge the crowd and stuff. It just gives him like a little bit more space. Yeah. Um. But I imagine that uh, that if he is in the same shape that he was for the Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, he's standing there. No, and he's just moving like, around sort of a fair bit and addressing. Oh, okay,
1: good. Malo, he's got a big old beard in this. Yeah, the a giant beard. These same from
0: um, Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. He was mm. in. Um, do you remember a little while ago? I uh, I reviewed. Um, Uh, innocent child or whatever it was what the fuck was I
1: I don't know what it was
0: the Jenny Slate film he was in that and he plays a comedian who sort of made it and he's borrowing a house off a mate that doesn't live in live near Mm. New York and he's borrowing a house off him and he invites Jenny Slate and there's like this weirdly slightly sinister slightly like well I've done you a favour sort of interaction between them yeah and it fit his personality way too much yeah. I don't know if that's a that, that might just be a real review of his acting more than anything else but um, but
1: ah, David Cross is a lovely guy
0: he seems a bit he's creepy cro- he's got the beard and stuff
1: <laughs> The it's great. there's a thing in Ed set up at the start of the show where he had like um, him on an iPad like a, yeah. pit, a cardboard cut of his body with an iPad for a face and yeah. people were asking him questions but it's like the iPad's obviously been triggered to just like reply a random answer to whatever yeah. they ask him and one of them goes, "How do you look after your beard?" And he's just like goes silent me me Goes, "Fuck you." <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it's a really good comedy show. It's one of those ones like I like those comedy specials from time to time because it's usually like they usually film them towards the end of their show, run yeah. of the show, and they've got all the they figured out what jokes got really work stuff down. And stuff like that. Yeah, because like I've seen um, Bill Bailey live before they got to the main part of the tour, like the yeah. preview version, Tinsel Worm. And it wasn't quite, it had like quite a few jokes were different from what was actually I, on the main show.
0: I listened to Delirious, and then I listened, no, not Delirious, what was it? Um, he did two shows, the first two shows he did.
1: First one's Cosmic Jam, the That's second it. one's Part Troll.
0: There we go, I've listened to those two. Mm. And then I Part went...
1: Troll's fucking one of the greatest yeah, things ever. I, went, I back that.
0: To, went back to listen to other stuff, and I saw him live at Download. Yeah. And, or not Download, Download, uh, Sonosphere from so Live at Somersphere on a second stage. so it was massive, massive crowd, massive venue. Yeah. And he was doing stand up, and it was just the same as Part Troll, but it wasn't meant to be Part Troll. Yeah. So yeah. for like a couple of shows, he was just well, for a couple of tours, he was just doing the same jokes.
1: Yeah, there's a couple of jokes. Um, when did Cosmic Jam, the TV series, yeah, version of it? There was a lot of jokes from that that gradually end up being in Part Troll. Yeah. But um, comedians do that, man.
0: I know Lee Evans did it at time. Yeah, and- loads of them do it. But you know how in the eighties you had Richard Pryor didn't do it. Yeah. Eddie Murphy didn't do it. It takes
1: a crazy amount to not Yeah. Like the things that you don't like, see from a lot of those comedians yeah. is they have shows that don't work out that well. There's people Ross that, Noble doesn't Ross have, Noble, he like,
0: has some terrible shows. Yeah. But then he has some of the funniest shit you've ever heard. Yeah, and then
1: you get his D V D and there's two separate shows on it yeah. because
0: Yeah, one's good, one's bad.
1: <laughs> but um no, you can't. You can't be like that. If you're a comedian, you've got to tour the stuff for a while and work at it. It depends on how you focus it. I know it's it's a craft. It's like yeah.
0: it's going to see a band live. Is sec- is, yeah. is essentially the same thing. But I just wish that if someone was doing a tour, I wish that they had a fresh stage to...
1: Yeah, I think if you've released the DVD of a tour, you've got to start, like, you know, thinking about what you're repeating Yeah, later. Like,
0: Ricky Gervais is really good for new material. Yeah, but he tends to do a go, show
1: that's themed around a very particular yeah. subject. And
0: then he'll write jokes around yeah. the subject. And that's what I like about Ricky Gervais. I haven't seen I haven't seen two shows that he's done that are completely the same. Mm. Well like Dylan Moran
1: used to do. That's why Dylan Moran doesn't... You don't see Dylan Moran too often because he does I shows focused Moran around... Enough. But you he tends to do shows very focused on a particular theme... His shows are a lot more intelligent than most of these I went to, when I went things. to
0: Brighton to mm. go see Dylan Maramutara, Yeah, he came out and he was a lot bigger than I remember, because he's given up smoking, yeah, so he came crazy. out and he's got like a massive gut, and he's <laughs> talking about cake and stuff, and he's makes a lot of jokes about <laughs> eating cake, and uh, at the end he did his own version of Fifty Shades of Grey. Sexy. And I, I really enjoyed it. He's very funny still. Mm. He's incredibly funny. As opposed to someone like, I've seen Noel Fielding live.
1: Noel Fielding's like, he's a a
0: Surrealist say that not, surrealist not really comedy surrealist. sort of um, and I saw I Mighty Boosh
1: isn't surrealism
0: some of it is
1: nah it's absurdism it's the oh, difference because okay, yeah, yeah, okay, it yeah, makes sense enough. that's the yeah. thing of it
0: well some of it does some of it doesn't like there's no there's no ongoing narrative and the idea that something is something else is never actually portrayed in like smaller hints it's just always but I know what you mean they've got a setup, and then they work within the setup. up but um,
1: and the first series of Mighty Boosh is still the best one
0: Well, no, the second one with the shop. The best series. No, wait, no, sorry. The third one's the one with the shop. I like the shop one. Nanageddon.
1: No, the third series, they've got the... um, They're in an apartment. Second series is the shop.
0: Oh, second series then. Yeah, Nanogeddon and the second series is fucking incredible. The music in that alone.
1: Nanageddon's in the third series. Yeah, second series. The first series is... First series is the zoo. Second series is the shop. Shop, Nanageddon was in the third series where where they're in that apartment. I
0: thought Nanageddon was in the same series as Superman, where they've got the guy that they give the cape and he drinks the electric soup, and then Crack Fox.
1: That's Crack Fox first appears in series two, I think. No, Crack Fox is series three. Yeah, that's what I thought. I I thought he was in
0: the shop because he has the cape. He comes in and he goes, Vince, check out my beautiful cape. It's like, you're in a cave, oh, like an I'm idiot. I've watched it for ages. I've
1: only got the first two series on DVD. Oh, uh, me and
0: Tara watched it a yeah. lot. That's why I went to go see them live. I watched I've it seen, when I've it was I've seen the Mike Bruce live. I went to go see them on the Future Sailors tour in mm. Portsmouth. Sailors, eh? Future Sailors. <laughs> dancing <laughs> upon the Cosmic The best crimp.
1: crimp is still the first ever crimp, though. Eh? Yeah. Captain Cabinets, trapped in Cabinets. Will he get out? Can he get out? Of course he can. <laughs>
0: um, I, don't, I don't know a lot of it off by heart, but... <laughs> Um, but I like uh, bum-cy, bum-cy, I always, Hey, I was the more sky, of a fan. see really Everybody, funny. happy time Like, um, my relationship is lane. that she likes Noel Fielding. I'm more with Julian Barrett. Man. Oh, yeah, he's the. Julian Barrett, like, you yeah. watch stuff like. Um, Don't touch uh, me. The Bunny and the Bull. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You, you sir. You, sir. I've got the tiny eyes of a vole. <laughs> I have the tiny eyes of a shrew. It's like stigmatism. <laughs> <laughs> My
1: eyes are tinier than yours.
0: Who <laughs> are you said I can't even see your eyes? Oh, I can see your eyes. <laughs> I'm getting that am so squinting at maximum Khabaz. It's great. I love it. I actually really find it very funny. But uh, yeah, comedy is very difficult to do. Hmm. Like Ross Noble, you're right. It's hit and miss. There's Ross a lot. Of,
1: yeah, Ross Noble's a got a lot of, of, mess. of messy stuff. I've like some of the best comedians these days. I like Stuart Lee. I think's the best British comedian. I think that guy's untouchable with his craftsmanship to hold your attention. Yeah.
0: Stuart Lee as well. He's, he's a
1: storyteller more than anything. Stuart
0: like. Lee has a really nice touch as well that he can he can express his opinion, but he makes you sort of doubt whether or not that is his opinion. Mm. So he'll talk about someone like Nigel Farage and then we are like, well, but you know, he's got some good policies, you know, in the same way that Hitler had some good policies. Like yeah. he, he knows how to build a regime <laughs> <laughs> like that. Like, and that's funny. That's good. But, um, I uh, I'd probably say like the best comedians working now. People like Bill Burr. Bill Burr's really really good. Mm. Um, I'm trying to think. Of, I'm trying to think of people that because it's it's hard to name anyone beyond the English comedians that we've already seen. Like Dylan Moran is still working. He's still very good and stuff like that. Um, but English stand
1: up though, mainstream English stand ups, fucking terrible these days. Yeah. It's the Peter Kay thing. Everyone loves Peter Kay and then everyone's got to be nice and smiley. Michael McIntyre. Fucking... Who steals jokes constantly.
0: Michael McIntyre fucking...
1: Russ Howard. Is it Russ Howard? The one who does the good news show? See... Yeah.
0: I'm up and down as to whether or not I like Ross Howard, because Ross Howard will occasionally get the balls to say something that's based on opinion, rather than mm. just be a fucking whimsical, whimsical little joke about how his nan used to say, oh, you're a fucking cat, like, aren't <laughs> you? Seen... Like, he'll occasionally, he'll occasionally turn around and just say, like, well, oh, we all know that, you know, wiping your ass is a chore, but if you don't wipe your ass, you become Nigel Farage. <laughs> you know, you become shit, so you do mm. out a fucking infected anal cavity. Have
1: you ever seen the... um do you remember Reeves and Mortimer did that MasterChef sketch originally where he was yeah. floating around with Lloyd Gross from his fingers? Yeah. They did another MasterChef sketch a few years ago and it was Peter Kay was on MasterChef and it's um, Vic Reeves dressed as Peter Kay and he's just going, hey, i got a cake, yeah, I've got a cake, hey, yeah, what's your name, what's your name? I bet it's Rolf it's off There's always a Roger in there. There's always a Roger in the audience, eh? Hey, that's what my mum used to say. <laughs> he's a bit of a crazy, crazy one, isn't he?
0: It's not for me, but it's the highest selling <laughs> comedy act in the UK, isn't it? He still yeah. holds a record for Yeah, nans
1: love him. I I remember when, before he broke out, when he used to be like, you'd see him late night ITV on Comedy Store. Like, that used to be, I used to love Comedy Store back then. Yeah, like the really old sort of like before. Do you remember Dobby from Peep Show? She used to be on it every now and again. Um, That's where I came across Dylan Moran when he used to be the Irish idiot,
0: sort of like naive idiot character. I fucking love Dylan Moran's second stand up that he released on DVD where he did the thing about. The thing you don't know about Irish pubs is that there's always one Irish man who's dedicated to the cause, and you can tell him by the Irish hair. And he gets it, gets the whole of one side of his hair, flops it over, and he just he yeah. gets this manic look in his eye. He sort of he only looks from the edge of his face that has no hair. Yeah, <laughs> he doesn't. Like, Hello. <laughs> that's how you know someone's dedicated to being Irish because they've got that and a potato sitting on the counter <laughs> it's like that's fucking incredible hmm. but they're like it's just weird the state of comedy nowadays because you've got people like Amy Schumer that are doing jokes that I don't personally find funny but people love and you've got hmm. people like Jenny Slate who is a very smart girl but she doesn't do comedy like stand-up comedy as much anymore yeah. and you've got people like Eric Banner who who is an actor in everyone's mind but then he goes out and he does random stand-up comedy gigs yeah yeah and it's weird. It is weird to me because um, just you can't tell who's a stand-up comic. He's probably not getting
1: <laughs> as much money from Hulk anymore.
0: <laughs> have you seen Funny People?
1: Uh, oh yeah, Seth yeah. Rogen Seth and Rogan, and yeah.
0: If you, um, I have the Blu-ray of that that I can lend you, and it's got they do because Eric Banner used to be a stand-up comedian, yeah, yeah. in Australia, and they've got their stand-up comedy like they they've got little snippets of their gig, and he's probably the funniest out of all of them, yeah, because he seems the most natural on stage. Yeah. He just doesn't really I Quite care. like Jim Jefferies a little bit. I'm not a fan, but I like Bill Burr who's naturally angry. Yeah. And I like people like well I don't he doesn't do stand up comedy, but I like people like uh, Charlie Brooker hmm. who has like a rambling point. He has like a beginning and an end. He has it scripted, yeah, yeah. but it's a similar thing like a diatribe and similar to Bill Burr's style.
1: Yeah. But
0: yeah, it's a comedy, eh?
1: Yeah
0: what was the other like have you watched Hannibal Barres's? no I've not watched any of those other specials you, I've watched the Zizazari's
1: I need to watch that one yeah like it's it. actually
0: quite funny like there's one joke in it that's always stuck with me because it's been on there for like two years now mm. but the Zizazari he goes, he goes when I'm drunk I become a scientist and I do the same experiment every time what I do is I do an experiment based on whether or not kebabs are delicious <laughs> results are inconclusive so I'm going to continue it next time <laughs> i to get more results <laughs> 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 that was great yeah. that was fucking awesome
1: <laughs> oh dear! Yeah.
0: yeah, is this my third review or fourth? Fourth. Last oh, it's my last review. Yeah. Shit, make it like- matter. <laughs> it's like the last come- review.
1: Make it something big.
0: Make it something big. Uh, the Jungle Book. It's been recently released on DVD
1: and
0: Blu-ray. The, the no, Mr. John. Thank John Iron Man Favreau made a Jungle Book remake. Uh,
1: John. Swingers, Favreau. Yeah. John, Millionaire UFC fighter in Friends, Favreau.
0: <laughs> John for Christmases, Favreau. Yeah. I yeah. Um, it's... Chef.
1: Uh... <laughs> yes, what if... You know his film Chef. What if that was a remake of the Lenny Henry series, Chef? That'd be pretty funny. What if they met each other, Chef v. Chef?
0: What if it was actually Little Chef, but the little was in, like... Chef
1: that's... v. Little Chef, the restaurant chain. I actually don't I'd mind... i paid to see that.
0: It's... Uh... Sounds stupid But I don't mm-hmm. actually
1: Mind the film chef Lodge versus Little Chef ah.
0: <laughs> Anyway Defunct versus Defunct um, I actually like the film chef
1: Yeah I haven't yeah. seen it
0: um, Jungle Book's a solid film I wasn't yeah. expecting it I thought it was going to be Really shit
1: It's a Disney Big budget film That's what they do They make solid it didn't Big feel budget big films big budget
0: You know like In the run up I didn't see that much marketing No It was out there, but I think
1: everyone goes, oh, CGI everywhere.
0: I don't know if that's what it was. I just didn't hear many people talking about it. And they were like, the people that I did hear talking about were like, it's time to relive my childhood. And they've got their kids going to it. You know, and it was never like anything. It's just like the Finding Dory thing. I didn't really see any marketing for Finding Dory except for like the bus ads and like posters. I didn't really see any adverts or anything like that. I don't think Disney needs to do much now. No. <laughs> but um, but you had all these people on Facebook going like oh it's time to relive my childhood. He's like you're, yeah. you're a twat, aren't you stop reliving your childhood, and begin adult, pay your bills, and shut the fuck up. But I watched the Jungle Book with Tara last Friday mm. because I had it, I bought it, it it was ready to download, so I was like all right fuck it, we'll watch this, um, and I loved it.
1: Yeah, that's really really it's
0: yeah. really unexpectedly good. I didn't go into this with any sort of hopes. I was yeah. expecting it to be just bad. Like I was I was going to watch it just be like, yeah.
1: Who's the voice of Baloo in that
0: one? Uh Baloo is the bear and he's played by Bill Murray. Ah so, yeah. Uh Shao Kahn is played by Idris Alva. Shere Khan. Shere Khan, sorry. Shao Kahn's bad guy from Mortal Kombat. <laughs> um you've got uh the snake, God. John Lovitz. <laughs> Who is the snake? Um
1: Go on, just do what I say. Just look into my eyes.
0: Yeah, the snake is played by Scarlett Johansson. Gilbert Hansler, Gottfried. This one. Um, and, um, and Bagora. Bagheera? Bagera. Bagheera. Bagheera. He, uh, he's played Idris by... Elba, isn't it? No, no. No, Khan's yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's played by Ben Kinsley. Uh-huh. And the head of the wolf pack is played by fucking um, Gus from uh, Breaking Bad. Gus Fring. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, I know uh, you mean. Uh, God, what's his name? I'm from Sesame Street. Yeah. <laughs> um... But all in all, it's it's really fucking good. The little kid in it is great. Um, It's it's a slightly weirder narrative than the original. The original was all about the kid um, being in the jungle and learning how to live in the jungle and eventually Mm. accepting that he isn't part of the jungle. This all goes in a different direction, but I won't spoil it because I don't think everyone's seen this yet. And you yourself well, the said book doesn't follow the uh, animated no film. no the, it doesn't
1: the animated film barely followed the book yeah um, as well, is Disney's way when adapting books yeah
0: yeah <laughs> one of the nice things is that um, they show the kid as being able to invent stuff so you know how in the in the Jungle Book the original animated one he's like drinking mm. water with his hand and he's putting his face in the water mm. um, in this one he's sort of made like a he's made like a, a half a coconut into like a cup and he's drinking using that mm. and he's he's still talking to wolves and he's still talking to Baloo and. Bagheera and and Khan. Sh- and Shao Khan. Shikhan, Khan. Shere Khan. Shere Khan. Shang And, you know, he's still talking to them. He speaks that language. But there are, like, there are smaller monkeys that he can't speak to. And things like King Louis is fucking terrifying. Hmm. Um, but he's in there still. It's all just... Is
1: he the king of the swingers still?
0: Yeah. Is that but it's voiced by Christopher Walken. Wow. Well, so it's really weird. He doesn't really does sing go, that he song. He, without he speaks rhythm, it.
1: Rhythm, He can't...
0: Um, but it's it's really good. It's really fucking good. I didn't expect it all. I Does it have it.
1: Um, Mowgli leading an army of elephants to trash an entire village? No, there's like this
0: oh. there's this weird thing that elephants are almost like the um force of nature.
1: Yeah. They have a stampede or something. No, no, they um well, that well, Tarzan it's, it's, a it's, a not really sp- it's not really
0: spoils spoilers for this, but um
1: Well for the Rudlard Kipling novel that came out in eighteen seventy nine.
0: No, for the new film. Oh. Um, there's a scene in which um, Bagheera is leading him through the jungle, and they see elephants. He tells Mowgli to buck to duck down and look up at them, and Mowgli does so, like sort of almost bowing in their presence. And Bagheera mm. says it's because their tusks draw the draw the lines that water flows through. The, you know, their their feet and their eating produce the seeds that grow into trees and give us the trees. So everything they do is, is in fact, feeding nature. What's everything we do is dependent on, you know, us removing nature, destroying nature, mm. or, or eating stuff. Um, and Bagheera is often telling Mowgli not to embrace his human nature because of those inventions, the small things he does make. You know, he says, he says don't do this, because this is man, and man produces the red, the red flower, which is fire, and he produces destruction. So he tries to avert him away from that. He's trying to keep him good and honest, and the wolves mm. sort of do that as well because he's originally part of the wolf pack like in the original film. Yeah. And the wolves originally trying.
1: Kevin Nash, it. Scott Hall and Hulk Hogan, the wolf pack. They I they am a N-W-O. real
0: American Fight for the rights of every well, Hulk Hogan came
1: out to video chat with Should've eaten all that
0: pork. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Oh, but no, yeah. no, it's it's great. It's not quite a Tom Atkins. Could if he keeps, it's, <laughs> it's not quite a Tom Atkins. Mm. I would give it a very solid um, Juliet Lewis. Yeah, she's great. I can't think of any bad Juliet Lewis films. Even Seven oh, Son. Give me she time. Was, she was good.
1: <laughs> Juliet Lewis wasn't she in shit film? She must have been in the movie Forty Three. Everyone's in
0: that. No, that I can think of off the top of my yeah. head. I've seen that film twice as well. You idiot.
1: You fucking idiot. It was an uncut
0: version. I had oh, to. Oh, God. You wait. The uncut version of Suicide Squad? I'll be there watching it. No oh, So were you. Probably. Hoping for a good film.
1: Hoping for an edit.
0: Hoping for the original <laughs> movie. The
1: film that's edited.
0: It was two movies added into one movie with a bunch of shit removed that we needed to understand.
1: Yeah. Anyway. Are you done now?
0: All right, yeah, I'm done. I'm done. I really enjoyed the Jungle Book, and I hope other people see it.
1: Yeah. Whoop, whoop. Yeah.
0: Well that has been Critical Apocalypse episode 147 I hope it's 147 because if not we're going to sound like fools
1: 147? Yeah You've added 100 there
0: 47 Yes You fucking idiot Holy shit I went forward in time shit. This is the problem I told me... you you can only go forward in time This is the problem of me going back and getting the fucking penny farthing is I'm just I'm discombobulated I'm go back in time to... against
1: the laws of physics
0: Maybe for you but for me using my anchor point temporal vor- vortex that connects two parts of time you've seen event horizon right
1: the temporal vortex isn't that
0: you've seen event horizon right
1: uh, event horizon yeah yeah, yeah that's doom how made... the movie
0: yeah that's how I made my anchor point you Fuck. can do that free time a little bit well. when the
1: eye guy's eyes bleed
0: I like it when Sam Neil goes I don't need these anymore plucks them out yeah he's like I want to get married to my missus again miss her yeah missus no gotta poke those eyes out then I'm gonna scar my skin up I I love that I really like that film. Do you like that it's film? It's
1: called Doris Anderson.
0: I know, but it's it's good, right? Yeah, that's the problem. Like, you don't want to admit it's good because you made Resident Evil one for a billion. <laughs> yeah. Hmm? And aliens versus predator. Controversial opinion. I like Alien vs. Predator Requiem more than I like Alien versus Predator. They're both awful. I know, but Requiem's set on Earth, so I was like, "There's always," and also it's got baby that's killing. The first
1: one. It's yeah, but it's set in like a proper
0: town and stuff. Yeah. And it's got that son and that dad being killed by the uh, aliens' acid. Yeah. And then it's got the pregnant women being pumped full of alien eggs and killed. Yeah. <laughs> it's a pretty fucking dark movie, isn't it? Yeah. Um, good movie though. Um, you can find me at CritApocalypse on on Twitter, and you can find you at LV54SpaceMonkey on Twitter. Uh, go and give us a like, comment, and subscribe on iTunes, or if you're listening to us on Amazon, feel free to give us a tweet and let us uh, know. Uh, yeah, Android, sorry. Android, SoundCloud. And SoundCloud and pretty much everywhere else. You can us. Get Deezer, Deezer, yeah. We're on. Uh, what's Are the radio we? on? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I what he's on. On Deezer he's did all these things. I don't. Yeah, probably Skeetcher. don't even work anymore. And basically, just wherever you hear us, give us a shout. Let us know, and we'll. I don't know. Change significantly to meet the ever-growing needs of our audience.
1: What needs? Sexual. Ah, okay. Physical. Yeah, it's
0: fine. Yeah. Yeah. Spectral. Yeah, cool. Metaphysical?
1: Lost me metaphysical.
0: Really? Mm. We've got to get that tail butt plug for you. Mm-hmm. And some unicorn horns. Oh, unicorns, yeah. Mm. That's good. Get your butt unicorn. plug, get your unicorn horns. Yeah, unicorns. You go riding around, you'd be like, hey, can't put it there. I've got a butt plug. Oh. <laughs> that's, that's where the rainbows come out, don't you? <laughs> it sounds painful. It, well at first be a to like it I promise gross <laughs> <laughs> say goodbye to people have a great time everyone I really really appreciate listening this far in if uh, anyone does like anything that we do please tell us because I'm so lonely I'm so lonely I'm so sad deep down inside I need your acknowledgement Bye, ducks. She's not the only one listening. There are a bunch of women that follow us on SoundCloud, I want to know who all of them are. I want to say hello to each and every one Don't of them Are they you. like those women on fake Twitter who keep telling me to look at their puss or something like that? <laughs> no, they're not the puss-puss ladies. No. Hey, my puss-puss smell like chocolate cake. You like puss-puss? One wanted me to look at her quim. Quim? Yeah. What the fuck is a quim? It's the Victorian term for vagina. Oh, I thought she meant like a quandary. No. I don't you remember any... Because <laughs> yeah. I was surprised that the Avengers let Loki yeah. call her No, I like, thought you were saying <laughs> when it was quim, it was like, it was like a slight of a slight of mind or, or spirit. Uh, you know, like, I did this on a quim. On a whim. whim. Quim. You
1: could do it on a quim if you want. Like, intentionally you should do it in a quim. <gasps> I've lost
0: my fucking mind. Say goodbye. Bye, everyone. I really like you. Please tell us that you like us too. I, I wanna talk to you. I wanna I wanna I wanna be friends with you. Let's be friends. Okay, I'm hanging up. Don't hang up. Bye. No, I'm not done talking to Bye. my friends. Bye. Just like when you drag me out of the club. Bye. I'm not
1: ready hoeing it up. Bye.